Trauma. It's a word that you've probably heard thrown around quite a bit, but what is trauma, really? My name is Shanna White, but you can call me Shan. I'm a psychologist and defining trauma is a pretty big part of my day-to-day life. But my job goes beyond providing a dictionary description of what trauma is, because that's just the tip of the iceberg, as they say. No, my job is to define trauma, to highlight its impacts, and most importantly, to help those who've lived through it to figure out how to thrive beyond it. I've spent years working with children, adolescents and adults, trying to guide them through the process of recovering from complex trauma. Needless to say, I've seen and heard a lot, and now you will too. But first, a trigger warning. This podcast deals with some pretty heavy topics, including domestic violence, substance abuse, mental illness, crimes against children, self-harm, sexual abuse, multi-generational trauma, and suicide. If you don't think you're in the right headspace to deal with any of these topics right now, please cut yourself some slack, take a deep breath, and come back another day. I'll be here. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and elders on all the lands on which we work and meet. I appreciate the significant place Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders hold, and I identify them as the first Australians. I value and celebrate Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander history, culture, and future, and I'm committed to supporting reconciliation through speaking the truth, pursuing justice, and creating opportunities to heal together. I pay my deep respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders, past and present, and acknowledge all Aboriginal children, young people, families, and staff who I provide services to, now and in the future. I embrace and commit to the spirit of work and self-determination, empowerment, and reconciliation. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Trauma Tales. Today we have Chloe with us. Hey Chloe. Hi. So Chloe, um, tell us a little bit about a time when you experienced trauma. Well, I was 14 years old and I got the news that my dad had passed away. Um, And I think that would have to be the most significant time in my life where I've definitely experienced trauma um, as well as disbelief. because being a 14-year-old girl, you'd never expect to hear that, especially from your mum. So it was, it was your mum called you? Yeah. So I was playing basketball up in Sydney and um, my mum ended up um, getting a phone call um, numerous of times. She didn't answer because she was um, watching me and then everything kind of just blanked they took her out and then they were like Chloe you need to come and I was like oh is she okay um and then it turned out that she had to tell me that my own dad had passed away um knowing that I was in fact very close with my dad I'd say I was probably the closest with him out of um me and my sister so her having to tell me that broke her heart even more wow so your mum was watching you play basketball. Yeah. You were playing the game and your mum's phone was ringing like over and over mm-hmm. and she was ignoring it because she's watching you. And then she went eventually sort of walked out and took the phone call. And while you were playing basketball, they told your mum that your dad had passed away. Yeah. And then your mum's had to call you off the court mm-hmm. to tell you that your dad's passed away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And like in one minute, your whole 
world, the world just turned upside. Yep, turned upside down. We had my sister. Um, so we were up in Sutherland. My sister was still down in Wollongong, so she was um, at home alone. Um, and our, the word was spreading really fast. My dad was a really well-known man, um, so we had to rush down to Wollongong to make sure that my sister found out off us, not off any other people, because um, my mum was already getting calls. So many people found out before my mum even found out. Oh, my God. So hang on. Sorry. Like, wow, this is happening really quick. I guess sort of like it did to you. But so you were at the game. You got the call. Your mum's told you you've got in the car. How did your mum drive? So we actually had um, one of my basketball friends' dad drive us. Um, he was insisting that he drove us home because um, – a couple months before he had just survived from a heart attack. So he was feeling the survivor's guilt because my dad had just died from a heart attack. Um, so he was revived. So he said, no, I need to do this for myself. Um, like your dad was there for me when I went through my heart attack. I need to do this for you guys. I need to drive you down. So we drove straight home. Um, we organized my uncle or yeah, my uncle to come down to my place and we messaged my sister saying, oh, um, he's just going to come, like, check everything's okay, um, just in case she found out not, like, being with someone. So just in case no one called her and she was home alone, just um, as precaution. But we all ended up arriving at the same time. She was with them um, and then my mum had to tell her as well. And you were there when your mum told I wasn't there. I wasn't with them, but I was in the same place. Yeah. Oh my God. How how old was your dad? My dad was away? 50 years old. 50? Yeah. He was so young. Yeah. Yeah. What what was he like? He was a very influential man. He was very known in the Illawarra. Um, he would always help people out with like not expecting anything back, very selfless, um, always put everyone before himself, um, really, really inspiring to all. Um, we actually, when we had his funeral, we had to have um, several people stand outside because the church was completely filled. Um, and yeah, it was, he was just a really good guy to be around, always making jokes, always laughing. Um, but it was just very sudden, very out of the blue for everyone. So we knew that we weren't the only ones suffering, that all of his friends and everyone else that he helped out um, were all so suffering, which made us all suffer as one. Um, so we also had to look out and be there for the people that were his mates and his workers and all of that. He was a, he was a builder? Yes. So he owned his own business. Um he owned Laval Constructions and he owned JSC Frames and Trusses. So he owned two businesses um, in the carpentry industry. Wow. So, and they're yeah, often and quite tight knit. Yeah. In, the, in building and construction, trades. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so you guys also come from a different cultural background too. Yeah. So his side of the family is Italian. Um, so, yeah, with that, we had um, a lot of people come to our place straight after that we found out. It was a time that everyone got together, everyone came over and 
mourned as one but also celebrated his life um, because Mm -hmm. we knew that he wouldn't want us to be upset. He wanted us to be happy. He wanted us to reflect on the good times, the bad times, um, which kind of got us to where we are now. So you said before that you you were really close to your dad. You were like the closest yeah. to your dad. How was that for you? It was very, very difficult. Um, so each weekend, um, because me and my sister were both into sports, he would be taking me to all my sports and my mum would go with my sister and that was just because I was playing basketball. My dad loved basketball. So we would go together. We'd go away together. Um, if my mum was working, he would take me places, pick me, pick us up from school. Um, we'd do the groceries every weekend together. Um, so it's kind of like feeling like your whole world's upside down. You don't know what to do. Um, things, activities that you used to do with them will never be the same because they're not there. But you've yeah. just got to remember that they were the good times. Remember everything that he taught me, how to be a good person what the best things in life are to do, how to feel, um, and just use that as guidance every day. This episode of The Trauma Tales is brought to you by Dr. Olga Laval and Associates, award-winning providers of psychological services, including telehealth and phone consultations, empowering people to make meaningful changes to their lives. For more information, please go to www.olgalaval.com. So for a little bit of context, Chloe and I work together um, with Chloe's mum who runs the clinic that I work in. And, like, I see Chloe, like, pretty much every day for the last two years and this is, like, the, this is so, I just want to hug you right now. Virtual <laughs> I just hug. want to give you the biggest hug, virtual hug, babe. Um, I love hearing this. I love like hearing your voice and seeing your face when you talk about your dad's really, really lovely. Like I can see how much you loved him. Yeah. Yeah. How did it kind of impact on, obviously like the day-to-day stuff, but how did it kind of impact on you? Well, it was, um, it impacted us because, so it was the year my sister, it was my sister's year 10 formal. So she was there being, one of the only people without a dad, um, a dad that had passed away. Um, and then it was birthdays. Then it came Christmas, Easter, anniversaries of other loved ones. Um, that impacted us a lot. We had, um, it, it happened in the school holidays as well. So it actually happened on Easter Saturday. So um we had good friday which my dad insisted that we bring the whole family over and we have a seafood lunch because you can't eat me um so we were like yeah whatever we'll do that so then um yeah we had our whole family over on the friday the saturday was easter saturday and he had passed away in the day um my mum also made sure that we still woke up to easter presents on the sunday because nothing was going to change and um so then it came from, yeah, birthdays, anniversaries, any exciting news that impacted us because we weren't able to go home and say, oh, Dad, we did this, we got this, you know, I won this game, I got this many points or, you know, the school was 
really happy, you know, um, and yeah, things like um, father daughter date things that you would do with your dad, you couldn't do. So that impacted us a lot. But we also knew that um, our mum was going to be our dad as well. Our mum and dad together, she had the extra strength in her to do what he would have done in that situation. So we were lucky to have her being so strong. Um, and yeah, us watching my mum, how she act, how she dealt with everything was an inspiration to us and which is why we are now the people that we are and you and Alex are awesome you're amazing girls although not you're not like you just turned 21 mm-hmm. and I've known you for yeah two years now and you're the most grown up and t- I was not that together at 21 I assure you like, yeah we, <laughs> we, we kind of were forced to grow up like my sister would 15 as well at the time so at times when my mum had to work late so my mum went back to work three weeks after it happened because she knew she had to provide for us um obviously we were young um my sister had a few part-time jobs but I was only 14 so I lent on my sister a lot as well so she helped me out and she became another parent figure um and she knows that I'm so grateful for that because without her and you know without my mum's guidance and strength I also have a brother he also was there he we went on him um so it was just good that we all kind of grew up we all became independent we all knew what we had to do you know we were 14 doing our doing the washing doing some cleaning doing the basic cooking just to you know ensure that everyone when they got home had enough food on the table had clean clothes um had a clean house to walk in um just because you know it's at that time where you, you've just got to do it if you don't do it it's not going to get done yeah so you're kind of really picked up the slack for each other yeah yeah so whatever someone lacked in the other person was always there to pull them up which is really good and it just my mum always said to so the day of the funeral I remember we're standing in the kitchen and she said to us all you know it's not going to be easy, but we're going to get through it at one day at a time. You know, you don't have to rush a day. You're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a good day, but it's just one day. And at one day, it's going to get better. You know, you, you're never going to forget. You're never going to stop missing, but it will get better. And we all just stood there like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, you know, but it does. If you just keep taking it one day at a time, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Let Let you cry let you lay in bed you're gonna you're gonna have sleepless nights but one day you'll realize no he's in no pain he's probably living his life up there and you just gotta take it how it is and it's unfortunate and it happens really commonly now I know a lot of people that are dealing with what I've dealt with being at such a young age as well because you know when you grow up you always think you're going to be you know 60 and then your parents pass away but it's more common now that parents are passing away at people my age um so it's good that they have me to help them through that because I've been through it I've been in their shoes I know exactly how they're feeling so with me using my experience helps out a lot of other people as well wow that's really lovely and I love hearing how you talk about your mum like I your mum's it's so hard to describe your mum um she's 
so protective and so she's so stoic and strong and like she's just if she's got your back she's got your back yeah and like she kind of, she's not my mum but she's had my back many times like in work and out of work and I can only imagine as you're telling me that story like I'm visualizing her going yeah that would I could see her yeah. holding everybody together and sort of going we can do this and and really kind of leading the team almost yeah my mum was yeah leading the team she she had her moment she cried but she was the one that was stronger than everyone she was the one like telling everyone you know it's going to be okay when people normally you'd think people would be telling her it's going to be okay she was the one that had everyone's back you know she she had a sleepless night but she was also the first one up in the morning making sure everything got done um and yeah she was just so inspiring I remember looking back and I was like you know if if I was in her shoes I don't know how I would have done it but she just she just powered on you know she kept everything going um she made sure that we were still living the best life she made sure that we knew we were loved and we knew that even though he's not here he's still with us you know we will still talk about him like nothing changes you know he's still your dad um which was really good for us to hear I think we all needed it um and even to these to this day it's been I think uh, seven years we still make sure we we talk about times we had with him that are fun times we talk about um, what he would do in situations so he's still brought up he's still in our lives like we speak about him like he's still here um, and that just is how it works with us so it's very much still part of your day-to-day life yeah this episode of the trauma tales is brought to you by cognitive behavioral education providing training and supervision for people working with people who experience trauma If you work with people, you know how challenging it can be sometimes and how you can end up having the wrong end of someone's day or having to deal with their trauma. CBE's training and supervision services can upskill and support you and your team to manage, de-escalate and thrive in these situations. For more information, go to www.cbe.net.au. So where are, what's happening with you and your mum and your sister and your brother now? Where are you guys at? Okay, so we decided to sell our family home, which my dad built um, that same year that he died. So he died in April. Um, we moved out just um, before Christmas that same year. Um, my mum, two, two years later, opened her psychology practice, um, which is thriving. Um, mm-hmm. My sister has just um, graduated from her uni degree. So she did a bachelor of commerce um, and business so now she's working full-time at Naked Tan Um, my brother also um, owns his own carpentry business and I am now an office manager at my mum's office so yeah we pretty much runs the place like we can't function without Chloe honestly it's just been it's yeah it's been all worked out in the end for all of us um and I think that's just because we we knew that we just had to do it. There was nothing, like, there was no turning back. You can't turn back and, like, it's not going to go back. You can only go forward. Nothing's going to change. It will only change if you let it change. So, yeah, you just got to keep going. 
Wow. There would have been some really hard days in that seven years, though. Yes, yeah, especially because um, Christmas we used to have everyone come to our place, so that's all changed. We, um, But we still do interact with um, my dad's side of the family, so we always see um, his sisters, so my aunties, um, his dad, so my granddad. Um, we're always catching up with them, all of our cousins. We are still invited to all family events, which we really do appreciate. Um, and yes, so it's been hard, but you know, we've all still stuck together. We're all still one big family. And they also ensured that we wouldn't be excluded. You know, we're still their family, um, which is also nice to know. Um, and I think that also helped with us because we can all reflect together. Um, because it wasn't just the dad that I lost. My granddad lost a son. Um, my aunties and uncles lost their brother. Um, mm. So in my hard time, they also lost um, a big part of their life as well. So you kind of remember that and reflect on it's not sort of just you, it's everybody. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, everyone suffered the same way, um, which, yeah, which made us all grow stronger. It's awesome. I'm glad that you guys were able to look after each other so well and still do. Yeah. Like you guys are so tight-knit. It's lovely. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today on the, on the Trauma Tales, Chloe. It was lovely to talk to you. That's okay. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining me today on the Trauma Tales. Now is a good time to go and do some self-care especially if this tale resonated for you. If you'd like to reach out to The Trauma Tales to be a sponsor of the show or to come onto the show, please email The Trauma Tales, all one word, all lowercase, at gmail.com. This podcast is a production of Shanna White Psychology.